Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Well, I didn't know if you knew or not, so I'd like to share with you, today is National Twinkie Day. Can you believe there's a day for Twinkies? I can't say that I've had a Twinkie in quite a while, but I have to say I had quite a few when I was a kid, and I enjoyed them very much. So remember, April 6th is Twinkie Day, and ironically, April 7th is World Health Day. I don't know if there's any coincidence with that, but I guess if you eat all your Twinkies today, then tomorrow you can get back on track of eating healthy. Now switching topics, uh, since the beginning of the year, we have given you short stories every episode. I said in this season we would not do any chapter stories. However, today we're going to do part one of a story, and then Friday will be part two. So I guess you could call it a chapter story, but really it's just got two parts. It's too long to put into one episode. I didn't want to cut it down at any point, so we went along with this and put it into two episodes. For So for this week, you've got a full story to listen to, so you can either listen now and catch up the second part on Friday, or you can wait till Friday and listen to the whole story back-to-back episodes. And if you enjoy it, or you enjoy any of other stories, please share it with your friends, family, plenty of people out there could definitely listen to a story right now while they might be running out of things to keep themselves occupied. Enjoy and have a great week. Spell of Hope, Part 1 Rune was sitting on a stump in the stern forest, thinking about how her dreams came crashing down that day in the fighting lanes for training warriors. She had always told Master Dao that she would be a warrior. He always responded with a quick but hurtful remark about how females have no place in fighting. The only reason she was allowed in the fighting lanes was due to the rule put in place by Queen Tawani in recent years. Dao hated it when it was instituted, but hated it even more when a female finally tried her hand at it. Rune was the exact reason why girls should not be allowed to fight, he would tell her. Often she was not given the chance to fight, but rather had to do some chores, such as cleaning up after a bloody fight. But she trained and came back every day. Today, though, she was beaten handily by the weakest boy in the group. He had never won a fight before today. Rune was ashamed after the beating. Dao made it worse by giving the boy huge praise for the defeat. Rune held her head high after pulling herself up off the ground, with blood dripping off her nose. She finished the required task for the day. Now she was here, licking her physical and emotional wounds, and making the decision to not go back ever again. She would now need to find something else to pursue. She hoped she would never see Dao again. As she looked up to clear her mind, she caught a motion in the trees to the right of her. Rune's head turned slightly and slowly. Her eyes grew in size when she saw a centaur standing there. Rune had been to this part of the forest and many other parts and had never seen a centaur before. And if you've never seen one, it is a creature that has a bottom half as a horse and the top half is a man. He stared at her and then as she rose from the stump, he took off through the forest as fast as a rabbit. There was a path ahead and Rune did not even take time to second-guess herself as she ran after the centaur. The sun had gone down, and darkness was setting in. This was making it difficult to see ahead. Ah! 
Rune screamed as her body slid down into a hole in the earth. She slid down quickly and landed hard under the ground, somewhere in the forest. Pure darkness surrounded her. Rune reacted by pulling out a wicker from a pouch inside her tunic. With a flick of her fingers, the wicker had sparked a flame that made her finger appear to be a light. The glow presented a tunnel in front of her. She walked forward for quite some time with nothing ahead of her. It was quiet and would have been a great place for thinking, except she had to be alert. Rune's walk ended with a wall. Ugh! she grunted in frustration. All this walking for a dead end? Now where? In a rage of anger, she kicked the wall in front of her. Crack! A small light broke through an opening in the wall. She continued to kick at the wall until there was enough room to fit her skinny body through. On the other side, the tunnel continued, but she could see a light at the end of it. When she reached the end, she peered cautiously around a wall. There was a circular room with small torches around. In the center, there were a few chairs. One was occupied by someone. She quickly pulled back, but the someone must have seen her, for a voice spoke up. Rune, please enter and take a seat. I have been expecting you. Expecting me? How? I have never seen you before, have I? Rune walked slowly over to the middle of the room and sat down on a small, round stool. Who are you? Rune said, with fear in her voice, to the hooded creature across from her. The hood was removed, which revealed a very small and purple head with beady black eyes. Tiny, jagged teeth shone as it began talking. I am Varin. I have been watching you participate in the fighting lanes every day. You may not be a good fighter, but I appreciate your persistence and work ethic. I think it's time to find the right fit for your skills. And what would that be? Rune spoke, not sure if it was the right time or not. I am not sure exactly what we'll call your name yet, but magic is the realm for you. I am sure of that, for persistence and discipline is a must. That is hard to come by in this city. Most want to be lazy, and the rest think steel is the way to be a hero. Are you up for the challenge, my dear? Um, I guess. I never thought it was possible. I thought you had to have it in your blood. However, I know fighting's not my path. After today's beatdown by Tully, I'm willing to explore it, Rune said with uncertainty still in her mind. Excellent. If it ends up not for you, I'm sure you will find something else. Varin rose from his chair and walked to the nearest wall. Follow me, he said, as he pressed on the wall, which began the process behind the wall to opening it. Once the secret doorway opened, it revealed a hallway with many torches lined on the walls. They both disappeared down it. Varin led them to a door and allowed Rune to walk in first. She looked around. She could see a few tables and shelves. The shelves were full of glass bottles and cups. This is the potion room and where you will begin your learning. You must now meet your teacher. You mean you won't be the one teaching me? asked Rune. No, you want to learn, don't you? I would do worse for you. 
I am not very patient with students. I find the potential talent, and Shadlow sees to it that you learn well and become a strong sorcerer. As Varin finished, the door to the room they were in opened again, and in walked an old man with a bald head but a full beard that stretched down to his chest. It was as if his body had reversed where hair should grow on one's head. This is the one I spoke of to you, Shadlow, Varin quickly said before anyone else could speak. Hello, young child. It's a pleasure to meet you. We will be spending many hours together here in this room, Shadlow said with a rough, low voice. It's good to meet you, too, responded Rune, and so it began. Many hours, days, and weeks, where Rune and Shadlow would spend time in the potion room. Much was taught, much was practiced, and much was learned. There were a fair share of mishaps and blunders. Rune was dedicated at coming to this underground of magic and persistent in learning every lesson Shadlow taught her. She was enjoying it very much, even though it was different at times. Rune loved this more than suffering the punishment and fighting. She was able to use her mind to create power instead of with her muscles. At the end of today's lesson, Shadlow told Rune, I believe you are ready to move on from potions to spells. There is still more work and learning from potions, but that can be practiced once a week. Now spells will require more of your mind, and you will need more focus than ever for that to happen. You must rest your mind when you are here learning. This means more sleep. I trust you will follow that advice. Now come follow me, and I will show you where we will practice. They reached an old wooden door that happened to be very thick and heavy. After they entered the room, Rune looked around to a much more empty room than the potion room had been. Only a few books stacked up against one of the walls. After Shadlow closed the door, a single candle was the only light in the room. The candle will be enough light to read. The darkness will ease the strain on your eyes as you concentrate on the words of each spell. Will I be alone here? asked Rune. Eventually, I need to give you some guidance first, but you will learn more quickly if you practice in solidarity. Shall we begin? I suppose, said Rune, in a half-excited, half-unsure tone. We will start with this book, the one that contains more beginner-level spells. But don't you fret, for they are also sometimes the most fun spells to practice. And so Rune began learning the act of spells. After time with Shadlow, she spent many hours trying out many different spells, from creating a flame to shrinking objects and even a slight bit of a levitation. Shadlow had been right about the fact that some of these spells were fun to perform. Rune's ability to pick up spells quickly moved her on to more challenging spells. They also required more responsibility, which required understanding the rules around when such spells were permitted. As Rune was wrapping up one day, Shadlow approached her, 
and told her she was progressing very well. But it was time for her to take a well-deserved break. I am requiring you to take three days away. It will be best for you to see the outside world a bit. That's so very kind of you, but I would prefer to just continue learning, Rune replied with hope. I am sorry, but rest is important and is required. Rune caught a bit of frustration in his voice, which was very unusual for Shad Lowe. Okay, I'll see you in a few days. I'm excited to finish learning the trans-through spell when I return. I'm very intrigued with transporting myself to a place where no one can see me, but I can still see the things around where I left. Ah, I did not realize you had already made it that far in level 3. You are advancing at an unprecedented and somewhat concerning pace, Shadlow said with a peculiar look upon his face. Now off with you. Rune closed the level 3 book and left. She was a little confused with the way Shadlow had acted at the end of the day. It was as if he was upset with her. So when she exited, she decided to hide herself behind a barrier of bushes. First, because she did not have anywhere to go. And secondly, she hoped Shadlow would come out so she could see where he went. If you'd like to support Stories from the Woods podcast, you can leave us a review, make a donation using the link in the show notes, or share the podcast with family, friends, local libraries, and schools. Remember to check out our past episodes and to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks again for listening. This podcast features the song Surreal Forest by Medane, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.